Uh, my name is Natalie Walters, and I am thankful for you to be here once again. Um, if you've listened to episode one and two, then you are very familiar on what um, the goal of Tenant Talk Tuesdays is about, who we are looking to service or support, sorry, um, the goal is to basically allow tenants to be aware of their rights. And we are also here to discuss responsibilities. Um, I say we, but really it's me. I don't know why I'm saying we. Well, it's me for now. But in the future, there will be other people speaking because I will be meeting with professionals within the housing industry um, whether it be a landlord or someone um, in the bylaw office. I'm going to definitely try to reach out to individuals who can speak um, or even be a part of this episode or talk. I will also take um, or be accepting emails. I'd appreciate if you sent me an email with your inquiry and I will definitely research it and definitely speak on it in another episode. Once I am finished with the season, then it goes into questions and answers. Um, whatever emails I get or messages I get, I will definitely combine everything and then do a Q&A on that. Uh, today, I'm talking about the reporting process, reporting your maintenance or harassment issue, and then what to expect in a response, um, you know, whether it's from the landlord or their agent, which is usually a superintendent or a property management company. So with the reporting of an issue, I'm going to start off by discussing the maintenance issue, actually. So you're going to want to create an email. I don't know I say email because that's how a lot of people correspond with their landlords. Other people have um, forms that they fill out. So a work order that they actually fill out and the work order would, you know, have the date, the time, what the issue is, um, how, what is it causing to happen? Like, what are the, what is the outcome? So you want to have all of those details in there. Is it an inconvenience or is it just something that is, okay, it's tedious. You know, the doorknob is falling off. You don't know how to repair it. You need them to come up and tighten it up. Something like that. Then, you know, they'll put that on the maintenance report. It's not really a big deal in the sense of, it's a sense of urgency. But um, if it's a leaking, um, I always go to leaking in the sink you know, under your sink? Is the tap on the top leaking? Is the bathroom water pressure low? Is the water coming out in different um, temperatures and it's inconsistent? Is there mold in the unit? Do you have an infestation? Those type of issues, you want to make sure that when you report it, you also need to include what is it causing? What is the effect? So there's a cause and there's an effect. So, you know, the water pressure, you know, changing all of the time or the temperature changing all the time, it affects the time frame that you have to spend in the shower. 
you're in there longer, you're fussing with the water, um, it's wasting water, you know, all of that needs to be included in the email so they can understand that it needs to be addressed right away. Um, that will help with a sense of urgency of coming out to fix it. If they know your water is being wasted, they pay for the water or you pay for the water. Usually it's, you know, all included. If it's an all included situation and they're paying for it, they're not going to want that to happen. So more than likely they're going to come up and take a look faster and try to resolve the issue. Um, when it comes to an infestation of bugs, mice, and issues like that, um, I, I I do hear that there are some property managers who really do not see that as a sense of urgency. And I don't understand why, because it's disgusting. Um, and I'm not, uh, f- forgive me for saying disgusting, but I find it disgusting. And I've, I just find it very hard to understand why someone would allow that to continue to happen in the premises um, when someone is reporting, you know, the issue, right? So if you are reporting it and they are not addressing it, I mean, it's also up to you if you choose to pay for an exterminator to come in and take care of it. And then you want to get compensation for it. Uh, There's ways that you can go about that as well. But at the same time, if you're reporting it to them, you need to let them know it's interfering. Maybe you have a sensitivity in your skin. Uh, It's in your food. Um, You know, your child cannot be on the floor. Um, You know, you you, you don't want to see that. It's just hygienically not for personal hygiene and just your, your living standard and the fact that, you know, sometimes these things happen, it's embarrassing. It could even shoot your nerves. Like for me, I cannot handle uh, bugs, right? So with, you know, you see anything and it's like you're kind of paranoid. All of that, you know, include that because it, it's not right. It should not be that way. And if you include how it is affecting your ability to live and enjoy your unit or your space, make sure that is clear. Um, When it comes to something that, you know, you can fix, if it is an easy fix, um, like, you know, the drawer, it, it, it fell in. You can't fix that. Or if you can find a way to prop it up and, and, and fix that temporarily until they come out, that's good. But whatever issue that needs to be addressed right away and it needs um, to be attended to by a professional, make sure that you include all of the details. Like I said, how is it affecting you? Um, where in the unit is it happening? If you can take some photos and send it off with the email, do so. I would suggest emailing if you do not have the work order option, because in a text message, uh, that just, it's, I mean, if that's all you have as your option, and if that's the way that they communicate, and that's how you have to, then make sure you're clear in your text messages as well, and include a photo in there as well. Um, Video. I video everything. I, I started videoing everything because I found that having, um, if you have property management who 
will try to act like they don't understand things and they don't understand the sense of urgency, I make sure that I send a recording, um, a voice recording sometimes, or a video recording over to them. I do not call anymore um, because there's no reason for me to really speak to you unless it is an emergency in the sense that, okay, there's a flood. Well, yeah, I have to get through to you, so I'm going to call you. I'm not going to text message. I'm not going to send an email. Um, I will follow up with an email, but I'm going to initially call. Um, and if it is something where it's fire, you know, you're not calling your landlord first, you're going to call 911 emergency services, and you're going to have them attend. And then in the meantime, you're going to contact the landlord. Um, always make sure that you realize what is a priority. I think I mentioned that before, um, to know when it is required for you to call versus email or text. On the other hand, when you're in the reporting stage, make sure that you write the time, if you can remember the time that it happened. Sometimes you don't even get to report things exactly when it happens, but if you can remember the time of day or day that it happens, include that. Um, Because all of the information that you are communicating with them, at some time, you never know, you may have to use that as evidence in court um, or with the landlord and tenant board. And they like that information. They like to know dates and times. Um, how did it happen? Who was there? If it was you, was it someone else that did it? Make sure that you know whoever is in your unit. If they do not live there, even if they live with you, everybody that is um, a visitor or a resident within your home or tenant within your home as well. Um, If they intentionally cause something to happen, that means that you, the person or whomever is on the lease is responsible to take care or or repair the issue. So therefore, um, it's important to add who. So that way, if it's like, oh, well, we didn't do it, make sure you say we never did it. It just naturally happened. If it was you that did it, you say, when I was doing such, such and such, it broke. If it broke because it's old, you take a photo, you show its wear and tear. If it broke because you had to pull it, it was stuck, you include that information, right? Because then you can say, I I didn't do it on purpose. I needed to pull harder because this thing was stuck. It was old. It's wear and tear. It needs to be repaired or changed. Um, If this is a first email, you know, you're going to want to start off with a very basic tone. I understand that sometimes when things happen, it's like panic or frustration, but make sure that your communication doesn't come off as aggressive or um, too assertive. You're not going to be, oh, you know, you know, hi, Jane. So guess what? No, 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 no. Or hey, Jack, whoever. I don't know why I'm saying Jane and Jack. But whoever the landlord is or whoever the representative that you're reporting the issue to, make sure that you address their name if you know it. And if it's a property management company, you know, attention 
or to whom this may concern, you, you send that off. Um, keep it very neat and organized in how you are presenting the information, especially if you have multiple issues that you are reporting in one email. So I would suggest making sure that there's space in between each um, issue so that way it is clear and also um, consider underlining certain points that need to be addressed and they need to pay close attention to. Instead of writing in caps or using bold as a way to highlight your point, underline maybe a few areas where you think are very important and you need them to address and and, and look at right away. You want it to stand out. Um, Now, it's always good to try to report things right away because you do not want them to escalate into, especially when it comes to water damage. Um, Things like that can end up being a liability issue for yourself. It can cause some type of damage to the floor. And if you do not have tenant insurance and, you know, you have water damage on your floor, they have to replace tiles. Or if anything uh, goes in a direction where you don't want it to be and there's any challenging when it comes to who's responsible for it or who's not, if you have tenant insurance, it's good because it it, it protects you. But at the same time... um, you know, you want to make sure that you're clear about how it happened, when did it happen, and it's reported on time and it wasn't delayed because then it could be looked at, looked at on your end as being negligent within the household. Um, when they respond to you, uh, I would look at how are they responding? Are they responding within the same email that you wrote? Or are they responding within just another correspondence? Because that has happened before where people have said that they're, they've written to their landlord. And instead of the landlord responding directly to that email, they flipped back a message in another email. And some landlords do that or superintendents will do that on purpose, especially people that are negligent, because they like to stir it up. They do not want you to have um, organized notes or things that you can follow up and keep neat and filed and organized because it, it basically plays with the way that you will have to access information and if it needs to be used against them, right? So it kind of gets lost in translation. So I would always make sure that if they are responding to you, make sure that they're responding directly to the email that you sent. And the email that you send, I should have said that, should always be a new draft. Never respond to um, a previous email that was sent. So if you sent one maybe two months ago about rent and now you have a water issue, don't go back to that rent one because it's just there and you want to reply. No, no, no. Start a new email, subject, water, subject, whatever, and then 
write your correspondence, they should be responding directly to that. If you notice that they're diverting and gone into another email, make sure that you record that information and say the correspondence was sent here. Please remain within this email thread. Um, when you're looking at the response, also take a look at what is it that they're saying? What is the tone that they're coming at you with? Are they accepting responsibility or are they questioning you and insinuating that you have caused an issue? Are they questioning what you said? Questioning what you said is really irrelevant, especially when you're reporting something, because if you've done what you should have done, which is who, what, when, where, how, and then also um, provided the opportunity for them to come to the unit to investigate. I'll tell you with that one, make sure that you give them some times where you're available for them to come in and look at the issue. I personally don't like when people are within my home and I'm not home unless they have to. That's okay. But um, give them some time so that way it shows that you are available and you are not blocking them from doing what they have to do. Um, ultimately, they can just give you a notice and say they need to come in to do whatever or inspect or try to repair the issue. But at the same time, if you want to be home, then also include times, days and times that you will be available um, for them to inspect, especially if it's a non-emergency issue. Um, if you have not received an email, email communication from them, then that's when you're going to start to look at it as negligence, them not interested in taking care of it. Um, if you know the this is a regular pattern with the landlord, then you know what to expect, right? You know what the delayed time is with them. And it all depends on how you how important is it to you to have it taken care of? And as I had mentioned in episode one, you have your city municipality to contact and file a report for maintenance issues. Um, the Tenant Talk Tuesday is just conversation that I'm having about landlord and tenant issues. Um, but some cases require for people to go to the landlord and tenant board to escalate their issues with the landlord because it is in direct negligence of the bylaw. It's in direct negligence of the lease agreement. They are in direct negligence to their residential tenancies act. They just don't give a crap. And those type of landlords need to be reported I believe they need to be reported because a lot of us work hard and we want to pay our rent. We do our best to pay our rent. So therefore, our living conditions should at least match our effort. And it's an agreement, period, right? So therefore, if you're being ignored, then... Why should you put up with that? You know what I mean? So if it's a regular occurrence where they're always not responding to you or when they write back, they're rude 
they make it seem like if you're harassing them because you have a concern, then you can look at that as a problem, right? And do not be afraid to contact anyone uh, to escalate your concerns, whether it's the city or the landlord and tenant board to escalate your concern. It does not mean you will get kicked out of your apartment. You may get attitude from your landlord or the superintendent, but it does not mean you will have to move. You have rights. They have responsibilities. You have rights and responsibilities. As long as you maintain your part, they can't do anything to you in the sense of getting you kicked out because you want things fixed. So that's one thing I really want people to know because that's the first thing a lot of people say. They don't want to report any issues because they feel that they're going to be kicked out, right? So always look at it as I better report it because if I don't and they say they have to come in and fix something and they come in and they see, oh, this is broken, that's damaged, that's damaged, and you haven't been reporting anything to them, well, then guess what? The tables turn. Now you are the one that's negligent for what your responsibilities are, and they're going to look at it as, now I have to fix up this place when this person decides to leave. It's going to cost me a shitload of money, and guess what? I want them out because Right now, I can fix this apartment up real nice and rent it out for a lot more. They're on that tip right now. So if you are not aware of that, landlords are looking to get rid of people just because they want to raise, fix up a little bit and then raise the rent. And some of them don't even want to fix up. They just want to get you out to raise the rent, right? So... um check the 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 correspondence on their behalf the tone of their email if they are sending someone to check out the issue who is coming when are they coming um all of that information should be included in the email and um if it's taken care of you know they come out and they 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 look at it right away then great you're you're fortunate there's no reason for us to be talking about anything more but if you if they say okay i'm going to get back to you uh within a few days give me a few days well then look at that as at least they acknowledge your email but you know after a week i said 72 hours and no response for a non-emergency issue something that is not going to interfere with your daily living if they take a week to respond to you yeah it's not that bad but at the same time they can do better but you got to know how much of a priority is it to you within your home i can't tell you that right vital services you know what a vital service is but if it's like just um something that needs to be fixed a handy a handyman tool Kit can just, you know, a little screwdriver can fix up something and it's not really going to injure someone if it continues to not get taken care of, but it's just an inconvenience or an eyesore, then those things, if they don't come and address it right away, then you know, hmm, you can give them a blight. But if it's, like I said, serious business, then you have to take serious business as serious business. Now, I'm going to stop for today. Um, 
I think that anybody that has been renting in the city kind of understands what to expect. You guys know what's going on or you've become familiar with, you know, some of the issues with landlords or probably heard information from other people. So therefore, um, you're not necessarily needing all of this information. Uh, This is for people who are new to tenancy or may have never really experienced the issue before with previous landlords and are in situations where this is all new to them, right? So if you know someone who's experiencing any challenges, please share the information with them. Um, We're looking to just improve our daily living. We pay a lot for rent and we would like to live in peace. You know, we want to enjoy our space. We want to see the value in our dollars and in our hard work. Um, You know, your home is your haven of rest. I know for me, I love my home. When I, I, I'm I'm a homebody. So when there are certain issues, I will get frustrated um, because it it takes me out of my calmness. This is my my zen, right? So if if you if if it's your zen and your relaxation and you pay for it, then hey, why wouldn't you want to make sure that it's taken care of? Uh, with that said, Tenant Talk Tuesdays episode three is over. That was all about the reporting. Um, the maintenance and harassment issue, you know, with the sense of harassment, I just, I don't have to focus on that as much. Harassment, as I mentioned, is more or less, look, you know, they're bothering you because you're reporting issues to them, or they're bothering you because they want you to move. That's harassment. If they're doing any other type of harassing, like that's inappropriate in the sense of um, where it's, against your religion, your gender, your um your, your origin, like all of that, if they're coming at you in those ways, that type of harassment is a report in itself that is a human rights harassment, but then after at the same time the landlord and tenant board does address those issues. And I don't know if if that's that directly coming from the landlord or the superintendent. But if it's coming from the landlord, then that's the head and you can't report the landlord to the landlord. So you'd have to put that person in front of the board to have that stopped, especially if you don't feel like moving. And even if you move, you still have up to a year to report your issues. Um, But if it is someone that is acting on behalf of the landlord is harassing you, whether it's a superintendent or someone in the property management office, if you feel that there's some unwanted communication and there's something uncomfortable, make sure that you write it up, you document it. Anytime that you're in contact with the person, have a recording on, use your video, make it known that you will not have communication with them unless it is documented communication. Whether, like I said, I turn on your camera, 
turn on your memo recording and make sure that you have evidence because if not, it's just your word against theirs. Um, If it is criminal harassment where, you know, you feel that there's some type of aggression, then you would be looking at reporting that to Toronto police. You're not going to handle that on your own because it makes no sense. Why are you going to fight that battle? You need a house to live in. You need an apartment to live in. You just want to rest your head and you need them to respect your rights um, as a tenant and as a human being. So with that said, those type of reports, definitely go ahead, proceed with, um, you know, actioning that and making sure that people know not to take advantage of you. If you are unsure of um, what is harassment in your own you know, uh, partic- your particular issue and you have any questions or you want to, you know, address something, feel free to send me an email at Um You can also go to my website. I will have some images of some correspondence um, and some examples of reply emails that are, you know, maybe good and then some that are not so good correspondence um you can go on there and see that it's on my website under episode three reporting an issue and a maintenance issue and you can check me out on instagram at resetwithnat.com so i appreciate you taking the time to listen to this episode I look forward to hearing from you and talk to you in the next two weeks. Tenant Talk out. Take care.